Welcome to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Today I have another exciting episode to share with you guys. And this episode is The Sand of Time Lessons of the Past. Before I jump into this episode, I first want to thank all my listeners who've been there with me since day one. Thank you for your support. Thank you to everyone that actually purchased a copy of my book that's now available on Amazon.com. I also want to thank my sponsor, Anchor, who's been there for me. And thank you for all the hard work that you do behind the scene to distribute my podcast all around the world so other people can get a, um, get the time to actually record them or um, download them from Spotify or anywhere podcast is being played. So I just want to say thank you. Um, so the sand of time, you know, what is this episode about? It's about, you know, different um events that happened in the past you know from um you know one country to the next and um we're also gonna look at like you know what is it about like time travel and all you know why did this story came about and stuff like that so this story came about um or this um lesson that we're gonna look at today um came about by um a conversation I have with a couple of friends of mine who just talking about tra- time travel and if you can go back in time where would you go and why uh, we're talking about like going back to the time of the Egyptian Empire to see how the pyramids were built how were they able to move the stone um, what tools were they using and stuff like that but at the same time too we're talking about you know as much as we want to go back to that particular timeline how would you be perceived would you be welcome in uh, in that particular community, uh, would they see you as an outcast? You know, how would you fit in? Were you able to understand the language that was being spoken during that particular time? And um, I also know that during that timeline, um, there's a lot of disease and pandemics and stuff like that. So there's just a lot of things to consider as much as you want to go back and see how all these amazing monuments and structures were built, you know. As fascinating as they are, you know, how would you make it back home? You know, because the technology that would have in this timeline, you wouldn't have it in the uh, timeline then. You know, so those are all the things to consider as much as you want to um, know more. It would basically um, get you into this um, black hole or, or the spider web that you're basically trying to make your way back home. So those are some of the things that we were thinking about and just a different question that came about from that particular discussion. So that just helped me to then sit down and just to spend more time to work on this particular podcast episode so I can then um, share it with you guys. So without any further ado, let's get into it. So who of you have the power to control or manipulate time? Do you have control over the sands of time? I mean, when was the first time you heard such reference? Or better yet, can anyone honestly state when did they first heard the saying and who said it? Can you remember where you were when you heard those particular phrase, time travel or to go back in time and stuff like that? You know, um, I know for me, the first time I heard such things was actually when I was watching this movie called The Prince of Persia and the Sand of Time. This movie turned out to be one of my favorite movies to watch. And these are the type of movies that I like to watch anyway. 
mystery, suspense, action, and adventure. I mean, what is so special about this movie? And why is it your favorite? Well, it's my favorite because of the type of movie that it is and just um, the way in which they actually made the movie and the setting and where the movie was taking place. So, it's about a, a young street rat named Dustin who lived in the, on the street. He would steal from the street vendors to feed himself because he was homeless. It just so happened that on one occasion, the king of Persia was walking along the main street when Dustin, who had recently stole some fruit from one of the street vendors, the king was so happened to be there right at that particular time. So all the king's soldiers and his men tried their best to actually capture or caught Dustin. Dustin tried his best to escape, but they eventually caught him. They were getting ready to cut off his arm because the punishment for such crime back then for stealing was cutting off your hand so as they get ready to draw their sword to actually cut off Dustin him the king took pity on him and gave the order to stop so the men actually put their sword back in their shield so Dustin was saved from that day on the king took pity on him rescued him and took him into the palace he was now known not as Dustin the street rat, but Prince Dustin. He would become a great warrior for his country and the kingdom. During an attack on the neighboring um, kingdom, they captured their, this beautiful princess named Tamina and find a fascinating looking dagger and a beautiful golden robe. At the post-victory banquet, King Saruman was killed by the same robe that was found along with the dagger. The robe turned out to be poisonous. As soon as he put on the robe, he became hell, and in a matter of minutes, he was dead. And Dustin was the one who found it or discovered the robe when they captured the city. And it was Dustin who was seen putting on the robe which later killed the king. Dustin was framed by his uncle who wanted the throne for himself. So he had to frame Dustin because he would be the only person standing in his way. Why? Because Dustin had become this powerful warrior and with Dustin out of the way there was no one stopping him. At this time Dustin had no idea what was happening. In a panic he grabbed the princess Tamina and the dagger and they both escaped. The king's son gave order to capture Dustin and bring him back to the palace alive. So on the run Dustin and Tamina had the dagger and by, by accident Dustin actually pressed on top of the dagger. Next thing you know, it activated the special power and ability. Dustin was able to discover that his, his dagger enabled him to speed up time or to slow it down and rewind it for one minute, which allowed him to take in all the details around him. While time is frozen, 
he see that his uncle Nizam had burned hands which mean he's the one and only person responsible for the murder of the king Sharaman. While running from the forces of the Persian army Tamina tell Dastin that they must go back to her own town where the dagger origin is located. Apparently underneath the city lies a storehouse of sand from a mythical storm that have been stored there for thousands of years. The sand which give the dagger their power to either slow down or rewind time by a minute. Tamina insists they must go back and destroy the sand before someone unleashes them upon the world which would cause total destruction of everything. However, Niam or Nizam plan on using the sand to go back to his childhood so that he may kill the king of Persia, Saruman, and become and becomes king himself. It's a race to the sand, and only Dastin can stop his uncle from an inadvertently causing the end of the world. And that is a quick summary of the movie The King of Persia and the Sand of Time. So by watching, you know, such movie and getting all these different ideas and concepts, definitely give people something to think about and stuff like that. And a lot of these movies, by watching them, cause you to think of different concepts, questions and stuff like that. And, and the first thing that came to mind is, what if I actually had the power to turn back time? Where would I go and why? I know for myself, I wish I could go back and change some of the bad decisions that I've made in the past after seeing their outcome. But I also see how grateful I am for those circumstances and situation. Because of them, it makes me the type of person I am today. But also keep in mind that the past is the past. There's nothing we can do to change or manipulate the past. Unless we have some kind of superpower or a time machine that allows you to go back or travel back in the past to undo some of the things that was done. The past is also considered to be like a compass to show you or to show us how far we as a generation and a human race have come and all the different things that we have accomplished over the years. The past is also a teacher in which it teaches us all the different things that have done, the different mistakes that we have made and a lot of lessons that we can learn from the different things and challenges that has happened. And it also let us see all the different events that took place that happened hundreds and thousands of years ago and how even though we are more advanced as a society and as a nation and it begs us to ask yourself questions like these. Are we much better than a generation that came before? In what ways were they better off or worse off than a generation of today? Were the generation before, were they more kinder? Were they more generous? Were they more evil? Were they more forgiven that you know more were they more selfish than the generation of today were they more fighting were they more wars 
where more people died during that time compares to now. What was the quality of life? Did people live longer? Or people die because of disease and all the other stuff that affect them? Was What was the quality of food? Was the food back then much healthier than today given that they didn't use harsh chemical and pesticide that we use on our fruits and vegetables today? With the rise in all these different empires and, and the conquest of another nation by destroying it, by burning it down, enslaving its people. If you were born during those times, you know, where would you be? Would you be a slave? Would you already die? These are all the things to consider. I mean, while I was in the process of writing this podcast um, over the summer, a few you know, the signs of time, history of the past. I had to take some time out and take a break. You know, I had to stop and think of all the wars and fighting that was done over the century. And during that time when I was actually writing this particular podcast was right around the same time that um, Russia decided to invade Ukraine. And then at that point, you know, I felt sad because I remember when, you know, United States actually invaded Iraq and I saw the first rocket um, that was fire and into the city. Um, and that was a time when we decided to go to war against Saddam Hussein. I mean, this was this, the first time was when Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait and they had to basically intervene and um, and actually trying to save those people at that time. And the second time was in 2003 to 2011. And during that time, there have been 184, over 200,000 civilians that have actually died. And close to 5,000 servicemen and women have actually lost their life. And the, the pretext of going to war in this particular situation was a deception that we were looking for weapon of mass destruction which found out we didn't find anything right now the world is faced with another one of probably one of the worst pandemic during our lifetime and just when things couldn't go get any worse than what it already did we had um, the president of Russia Vladimir Putin and he decided to invade Ukraine on false and misleading claim that Ukraine wanted to join NATO. And also Ukraine had Nazis and all these other um, misleading and false information. And so he used that reason to basically invade that country. Now, here's a quote from Sun Tzu, The Heart of War. It states that all warfare is based on deception. And that's how most of these wars have been fought. Deception of lies and manipulation. And then once you get into those war, it's always hard to basically get out of it. You know, um, in 1994, there was an agreement that was drafted up. And it's agreement that basically state that um, if Ukraine gave up this nuclear weapon in exchange for safety from Russia or any invasion 
Russia also signed off that on that particular agreement saying that they would basically protect that country. And once they did, that was their downfall. Because now, not having that particular weapon, Russia used that, that particular agreement as a way to attack them, knowing that they weren't able to really defend themselves. And it's so sad because right in our very eyes, we can see lives being destroyed, cities being uh, bombed, buildings being torn apart, people living the way of life and basically running to save their own life um, by becoming refugees. So all throughout Europe, there's refugees all over the place. You know, not so long ago, this last summer, the summer before that, the United States decided to pull out of Afghanistan. Before they did, they trained over 200,000 Afghan soldiers who was fully armed and equipped to defend your country. Just in case they got attacked by an invaded Taliban army, instead of standing up to f and fight and defend your country, the president of Afghanistan fled to Pakistan and all of the soldiers surrendered and gave up. So the president of Ukraine didn't do that. He decided to stand up to the bully who was Putin and fight back and decide that, you know, he'd rather die if necessary than to actually give up and run away. And everyone around the world was, was so upset and outrageous when they see such things was going on. You know, all the people that was dying, the rocket falling out to all these buildings. And just, you know, Putin decided to actually go to war with that country without any um, real reason. You know, and it's sickened so many people to see them dying and fleeing and just life being um, destroyed. And one of the other things to actually keep in mind is that Ukraine is also one of those nations or one of the producer of grain and wheat. So the fallout from that particular war will be felt because um, there's not too many countries around the world that produce the amount of grain and wheat on the level of what Ukraine does. So in the coming months and years, you know, there will be a shortage of grain and wheat because of this particular war. Now, the international community, um, along with the United States, decide to put pressure on, on Putin by putting a couple of different sanctions or sanctions uh, by imposing all these different things on them. And it was a way to detour or detour him from from actually going to war or possibly change his mind because what that would do is cripple his country um, and the other thing that eventually happened was all the different companies that uh, was doing business in Russia decided to move out and so over time what ended up happening was the value of the money which is the ruble uh, decided to actually went down so it went down in value um, and so it the value of that money wasn't as strong as before and the Ukrainian people and the military decide to actually fight back and so you know for a while it definitely looked like they were putting up a good fight because a lot of the um, Russian um, military you know was definitely taking um, casualty and loss and they were actually dying um, in other countries also um, you know they try to get involved but because Putin 
warned that if any other country would get involved, he would use nuclear weapon. So in the meantime, what they eventually did was um, the United States, uh, led by Congress, decided to pass all these different packages with weapons and food and aid. Uh, so they were able to send those um, to Ukraine so that way they, they have a fighting chance to actually uh, stand up against the Russian army. Um, and we can see the effect of all those aid and weapon that was sent over there because we can see that it had a huge effect on, on the Russian army. The tanks were blown up and all this other stuff, um, which was good because we definitely want to see the underdog, you know, win because we know that that wasn't a fair fight. So the president of UK um, has definitely issued um, martial law, which means that all men from the age of 18 to 60 are ordered to stay and fight while women and child are brought to safety. And here's a brief history that um, go back a little bit about what, what goes on in this particular part of the country. In the 9th century, Kiev Rus was the original name of Ukraine. It was home to the Slavic people. Between 1980 and 1015, the Grand Prince Vladimir ruled Kievan Rus. You know, what's funny about that particular name is that both um, president, the president of Russia and the president of Ukraine have the same first name, Vladimir Putin and Vladimir Zelensky. You know, back to the different rulers. So after that, we have Ivan the Terrible and um, Peter the Great. After Peter, they named uh, one of the city, uh, St. Petersburg. You know, that's where that name came from. And during the Soviet Union or the USSR, Ukraine and Russia was one land, in including Poland, Lithuania, um, and all those surrounding countries. They all used to be one. But after the collapse of the Soviet Union, all those countries um, became separate and independent. Then the War of 1812, or the French Invasion, also known as the Russian Campaign, led by Napoleon. So in the 13th century, the Mongols Empire also invaded Kienarus, or Moscow. So those were during those time all that was going on. Now, during World War One and World War Two, it was said that over 20 million people died. Then you have the Roman Empire, which conquered the known world. Its kingdom extended from Rome to the Mediterranean Sea, to Europe, North Africa, and Asia. Before that, we had the Persian Empire led by Cyrus the Great. Um, around 550 BC which continued by his son Xerxes and um, followed by that we had the Spartan that stood up to the, the Persian Empire now the Spartan um, there was a movie that depicted um, the Spartan um, it was the, the 300 uh, the 300 Spartan and there was a couple of scenes from that movie that always stood out um, by King Leonidas who said that this is where we fight this is where we this is where they die and all will know that 300 men stand up to a Titan and they were free 
they decide that they were willing to die for the freedom and for their people um, and so that movie um, did really well in the box office I saw it um, the fighting skill of the Spartan they were known for uh, fighting they were skilled warrior uh, but the 300 that went up against that particular army was outnumbered sure they kill a lot of uh, the Persian but when the entire Spartan army went out against the Persian army they were defeated now as we speak you know Vladimir Putin is trying to change history in which he's trying to connect the dots or the line which was once formed when it was a USSR or the Soviet Union when all those countries used to be one nation after the fall of the Berlin Wall or the collapse of the Soviet Union each of those countries became independent by a free and fair ele election. Unfortunately, Mr. Putin doesn't control the sands of time in which he cannot go back and change what's already been done. The president of Ukraine have decided to stood up for his people and his country and fight against Putin and his army. And because of his bravery, he has gained recognition around the world. He will always remember and known as a president who stood up to a bully and as the entire world watched as the Russian force advanced to each city by destroying each building with rocket attacks and more and more people willing to help in any way they can whether it's volunteering to help the Ukrainian fight and donating food and clothes and money and give them whatever they need the United States, led by NATO, decided to impose additional sanctions on Russia to destroy their country economy. With all these major companies packing up and leaving, how will this story end? No one knows because no one knows the future, nor can anyone predict the future events. And how will this story end? No one, no one knows for sure. You know. And no one can predict the future. History is a map. It's a compass. It's a teacher. It's a guide. And those who fail to study or understand it is doomed to repeat it. And that's part one of the Sands of Time lesson of the past. Now, I'm just going to quickly just talk about the questions that was posed while I was making this particular podcast episode. And so, say you were able to go back in any timeline. How would you get back home? You know, how would you be able to um, convince the people in that timeline that you're not an alien? How would you be able to secure your position? For example, if you went back to the Egyptian, the time of the Egyptian... How would you know that you wouldn't become one of their slaves? How would they perceive you? Would you be perceived as an alien? Would they? Would you be perceived as um, an enemy? You know, how would you dress? Would you be able to understand the local uh, during that time? Sure, it's always good to go back and to 
basically get as much information as you can to see how the pyramids were being built you know what tools with technology exist back then but then you have to also think of all these other things that can go wrong and while visiting the great wall of china to find out well why was it built for what purpose you know how would you be able to protect your freedom given that it was a different time different rules and regulation back then you know and so how would you um, speak the language back then how would you be able to connect with the local people during that time same thing if you were able to go back to Mexico during the time of the Aztec when they built that pyramid in Mexico you know what would what would they think of you you know how would you be able to fit in to that particular clan or community and so these are all the things that you know comes to mind um, in especially um, going back to Stonehenge, you know, seeing those stones, those big massive rocks and how they're able to pile um, in that circle. How did they get there? What tool, what technology did they use? And so these are all the different questions that, you know, we pose and, and uh, we just kind of have that discussion. And that's what this episode is all about. You know, it's just sit back and to think of all the different things that come to mind. It's a conversation starter. Um, think about you know what if you did have a time machine if you could go back and just uh, visit the past and just to get as much in information as you can to really know as much as you can about the past and so that's all I have to share in this particular segment and I have another exciting episode to follow up um, based on this particular topic but that's all I have to share with you guys again thank you for all my listeners thank you to my sponsor and I'll see you on the next episode.